Welcome to the Junto Podcast, episode 39, and excited to be doing a community spotlight here. Lots going on in Crittenden County, and uh, excited. This is the first of a couple of community spotlights that we'll be doing in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it, just in terms of uh, community people doing community things, uh, and just excited to help share in that. And tonight, I have the opportunity to meet with Greg Shay, am I saying that right? That's correct. Glad to be here. Kind of looking forward to learning a little bit more uh, about you. You know, this podcast, uh, if you've never tuned in, it's about uh, community and leadership, generally framed from the perspective of faith. Everything we do is kind of uh, about unity and community and those kind sure. of things. But, Greg, it's good to have you. Tell us well, uh, thank you. how you doing today, man. Oh, I'm great. I'm, uh, you know, into the campaign trail right now. I'm, yeah. Running for office, so yeah, that's exciting. It is. Uh, tell us. I mean, you you brought it up. You mentioned it. What what are you running for office for? And I'm, and you know, tell us a little bit about that process. Okay, I'm actually running for the uh, the Crittenden County Coroner's Office. Um, I've been involved in this industry for several years, so um, you know, I want to be part of this community. I've been here for a long time. so That's awesome. You know, you, you said uh, one of the key words here at the Junto podcast, and that is community. Uh, and one of the things that we kind of discussed is, you know, I always want to do things that are community oriented, but what is your history with Crittenden County? Are, are you new to the area? Are you longstanding residents? Tell us a little bit about your history. There. Well, I guess you could say I'm kind of new. I was actually born here. I was oh, born okay. at, the, at the original hospital. Come Crittenden. on. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but I've been here for the last 25 years. My wife and I bought a house at Horseshoe Lake. Wow, um, awesome. And we actually lived in West Memphis before that. So, okay. Um, but yeah, we came back to this area. We were both from the Parkin area, which oh. is in Cross County. Yeah. And, um, but we just came back to this area because, well, for one thing, we homeschooled our children. Wow, and awesome. my wife was part of the homeschool group here in, in Crittenden County. So... Uh, you know, we just wanted to be part of this community. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. We share some similar things. Uh, we homeschooled our oldest two for years, and sure. uh, so definitely, I, I, I like that, and I can appreciate that. It's not, it's not easy. Uh, it's no. not as easy as, as people think. Certainly, <laughs> definitely. Not. It, at least if you want to do it right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's right. You can homeschool, but it's a another thing entirely uh, to to make sure that they're getting what they're what they need. But, that's correct. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, Horseshoe Lake area and, and from Cross County and and back into Crittenden County, exactly. and it, it sounds like. Uh, Sounds like you got your hands full. Tell me a little bit about um, this corner thing. I mean, what is what is your history, or what uh, what was it about this that made you say, you know, what I think I could do that and do it with excellence? What uh, what made you run? You know, I, I've been working. I work now for the University of Tennessee in Memphis, which is under contract with the Shelby County Medical Examiner's Office. Oh wow! So we take care of. Any kind of uh, any deaths involved in Crittenden County, I mean, I'm sorry, in Shelby County, right, and uh, outlying counties as well. Uh, in wow. Shelby County, we respond to scene calls, uh, no matter what it is. If it's you know, if it's a uh, auto wreck or something like that, um, could be a violent uh, death or something like that. We respond to that. Even natural deaths, we respond to those as well. Wow. Um, so. I've been doing that for 13 years, and I just thought that, um, you know, it's time to do something different. 
Wow. I want to, it's really busy over yeah, there. Yeah, goodness uh, gracious. So I, I kind of wanted to get away from that. And I'm also a deputy coroner here in Crittenden County, which I have been for over 10 years. So um, I just think that it's time for me to step up and wow. make some changes. That's awesome. Uh you know, for me personally, uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit squeamish, but you know, just hearing <laughs> hearing some of the things that you're describing, you know, we don't think about, uh, you, you know, everyday people. We don't we, we don't really think about what corners right. do and what they see. And uh, you know, I, as as you're mentioning some of the things that you've approached and that that you do as corner, I'm thankful for you guys to to handle some of that. But certainly. Uh, I think it takes a special person to kind of to kind of deal with that thing. And tell us a little bit about your background, and then how does your background tie in? I mean, I know you already said that you're deputy coroner here in Crittenden County, but how did all that come into play, and what made you take on this type of work? Well, actually, I I mean, I, I did engineering work for years. I was uh, a designer, structural and mechanical designer, uh, designed, worked in the petrochemical industry. Um, all different types of industries. I, I wound up uh, actually working in the cotton gin industry for thir- the last 13 years of my engineering career. Wow. Uh, that The cotton industry kind of had a downfall and not much cotton being produced. So uh, I actually got laid off. Wow. And I told my wife that I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of the, the whole engineering thing. I want to do something different. And I want to do something completely different. So, wow, and it, it sounds like you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, you know, going from an engineering type of situation and then uh, coming into this type of situation as corner. It, I think you got your wish in terms of it being different. But, you know, it, it also uh, seems a little bit to me like it is a service role, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know you're servicing and dealing with a lot of accidents and maybe violent things, but also I'm thinking about, you know, families who lose a loved one. I lost right. my dad last year. In fact, October 2nd was just uh, the wow. year anniversary of my dad's passing. So I know for me personally how I would feel like I would want my dad to be treated right. uh, with a certain amount of respect. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, how do you relay, uh, just in dealing with families, you know, uh, how, how do you deal with all that? Well, I think it's... Uh my job is not so much about the the deceased person. It's more about the families. Wow. And, I mean, and I deal with families. I talk to them on a regular basis right. um, and try to you know express sympathy and and understanding at the loss of a loved one. Yeah. And and I mean that's the critical part is to to try to help them face what's actually going on and and move on with it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's I know it's hard. And probably a lot of the things that I say on these scenes, it doesn't register with the families wow. until yeah. after it's over, you That's know, right. until I'm gone. And, and then maybe they reflect on that and remember some of the things that I, t- that I say to them. I mean, I've prayed with families. Oh, man. Um, wow. It's awesome. just something, you know, it's, it's about the family at that point. Man, that's awesome. That's uh, that's actually really encouraging to hear. You know, obviously this uh, podcast is framed around the perspective of faith, but just hearing you say that you carry that into into the workplace, uh, you know, because 
uh, I know while it may be a job, I mean, you're dealing, like you said, you're dealing with families. In Certainly. Spe- uh, specifically families in, in a lot of cases, in probably one of the most uh, tragic times. You exactly. know, I know not every case and family, you know, some, some families care less about each other. But, you know, I think for the most part, when you're dealing with a type of, of passing of someone, there is a, man, you know, that's a heavy, heavy subject. So, it is. you yes. know, I, I, I come from, and I got a lot of counseling background. I got Bible uh, and counseling certifications. But mm-hmm. let me ask you this. How do you deal with, just for your own well-being, how do you deal with uh, dealing with death all the time and keeping yeah. yourself in a good spot? You know, it, it in the beginning it was it was difficult and and especially with children because sadly enough we do deal with with child wow. deaths and um and the first few times I did that I was you know I was really um it affected me wow and but I was actually on a case one time I was at Labonner Hospital and and I I realized that you know the Bible says that these children are taken care of yeah these children are in heaven wow and so I approached that that side of, of my job like that. Um, other cases are, you know, I, I don't know because these people are adults. I don't know if they've been saved or not. Right. But, you know, I, I say a prayer for them while I'm on the scene um, and just, just hope that, that they're where they Man. need to be, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, if you've never thought about uh, the life of a corner, you know, because it's just not something we think about, you know, we we don't have to deal with it. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning even as we're having this conversation that there's so much more to it, probably things that we've never thought about. But I do, and I have always wondered, you know, it's kind of the same being, uh, in, uh, you know, a doctor or somebody who's around a lot of trauma. You know, right. you have to, you have to keep yourself in a in a good place because that stuff is heavy Certainly. and it it will weigh weigh down on you. Certainly. But that's great. Yeah, uh, it sounds like you've got a lot of experience and you've seen some things and. Uh, you know, what What ultimately, or, or what do you hope to accomplish, I guess? Let's say uh, Greg Shea is, is elected uh, right. the coroner. Uh, what, what are your plans, or, or what do you hope to accomplish through this? Well, I think that uh, the coroner's office here needs, needs a little bit of new blood, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I, I have medical knowledge. I work with, with seven pathologists at wow. my office, forensic pathologists. So I've gained a lot of medical knowledge. I, I went to EMT school, so I've, I've, I have wow. that medical knowledge as well. Um, the current situation here is the coroner's not, uh, he, he owns a funeral home, so it's not that he's medically um, in tune with what's going on. And it's the co- coroner's responsibility to su- assign a cause of death on death certificates. Wow. So it's, it's an awesome responsibility, um, and I would not take that lightly. I wow. think that here it should be the coroner's office should be separated from funeral home uh activities so that's my main reason for doing this gotcha. i want to serve the community i want it done in a right in a, in a proper way I've, i'm comfortable dealing with i deal with memphis police department uh memphis fire department shelby county um I deal with all of these agencies, and I think that I could have a, a really good relationship with the sheriff, uh, with the, the police chiefs, the detectives of these agencies, 
to improve yeah. death investigations because it is it, it is an investigative process. Wow. So. Very interesting. Uh, and this has been extremely informative for me. And I know if you tune in, uh, you're going to learn. You're going to start asking questions uh, about that. And, you know, you know more about what what's happening as far as the corners here in, in Crittenden County. So that, that is interesting uh, to hear that. And tell us a little bit more. What ultimately or what is the main job? I know you said that uh, the corners have to kind of sign that death certificate and it is an investigative process but what what would be some of the primary roles on some of the the things that you would really focus on well based on my experience i mean i i have my experience includes over 900 homicide investigations wow. where i was the i was the investigator for the medical examiner's office uh so i i would absolutely any homicide or any suicide death in this county, I would be involved in. I, wow. I'm going to make the scene. I'm going to do the investigation. Uh, I would have deputy coroners here. That's typical. Right. Pretty much every coroner has that because you you have to have a, a backup sure. thing. But uh, I want to be involved in the process, and I want to get involved with, with law enforcement and make sure that these, these cases are investigated properly. Uh, I think some in a coroner state like Arkansas is – I think there are a lot of situations where the where deaths are gone, they go by and, and they don't get actually investigated right. properly. So yeah, no, I agree, and I could see that. And you know, I won't get in too many details, but I certainly, you know, just thinking about you know the the big death uh, with with my father personally, and then mm -hmm. reading the death certificate. You know, you, those are things that you certainly want to make sure are accurate. You sure, know, exactly uh, because it needs to reflect uh, the proper thing. So uh, very interesting. I, I'm glad that you said that if should you be elected as coroner, that those are some of your goals is to totally. you know to be thorough, uh, to be present on the scene, and then to give the things the due time. Uh, so that a proper, you know, proper, I, I don't want to say diagnosis, but so that right. it can be categorized sure. properly in terms of the death and on the death certificate. Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I look forward to serving Crittenden County. I mean, it's, um, it's an awesome responsibility if, if yeah. I'm elected. I, I just, uh, I hope that this turns out the way I want it to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, I get this, this chance because, you know, I, I've served my community. I've, I've been on the fire department at Horseshoe Lake. I'm the medical officer there. Gotcha. I've been there for uh, over 15 years. So, uh, you know, I've served the community in that in that aspect, uh, but I want to go a little bit farther. Well, I'm not a politician, but well, and and <laughs> which kind of leads me to my next question. And certainly, I don't think uh, that a coroner has to be a politician to be a good coroner for sure. But what has been uh, the most challenging part of this process? Just uh, deciding to to take this step. What right. what what has been the most challenging part? This is, can be as ugly as death almost. Right. You know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, I I think for me the most challenging part is is I work a night shift at Shelby County. So wow. um I mean I go in at night and and to work all night and I work long days, yeah. really long weeks. So uh and then to be able to get out in the community and meet people 
and and let them know what I'm doing, it's it can be difficult. Yeah, I think the lack of sleep is <laughs> is finally catching up. Exactly. You want to go ahead and uh, get that election done, and to get exactly. this that way, you can focus on that. But certainly, right. you know, I think. Uh, it needs to be commended. Anybody who is stepping out there and trying to be community-minded and, and actually, you know, it's easy to say you're going to do something, right. but to, to take action and to do that, I always commend uh, commend that. And, uh, you know, certainly we wish you the best of luck. But, you know, I want to give you an opportunity uh, just to let people know why Greg Shea. You know, sure. I want you to tell your story, and I want you to, you know, why why. Why vote Fine. Greg Shea when it comes uh, time to cast that ballot? Well, I can say that, um, for one thing, I have the experience. I have uh, 13 years uh, in Memphis working with the Shelby County Medical Examiner's Office. Uh, my medical knowledge is, I think, beyond what our current corners is. Uh, and I think that the funeral homes should not be involved in the coroner's office. It, it's... There's two different state. I mean, there's two different types of um, states. You have a medical examiner state, which is Tennessee, and a coroner state, which is Arkansas. Wow! And so the the systems are completely different. Uh, things tend to fall through the cracks in coroner states. I think more so than than a medical examiner wow. state. Wow! Um, so I I think that you know I want to bring an extra set of eyes. To this office, uh, make sure that every case is looked at diligently and uh, professionally, and make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I think uh, in all regards, uh, in every office in Crittenden County and, and beyond, I think that's exactly uh, the type of representation that any community would need. Someone Certainly. who's going to, you know, be thorough and, and take the job. Uh, serious, and I, you know, I'll take your word for it uh, when it comes to the logistics of uh, funeral homes and, right. and corners. Yeah, that's sure. way outside of what I know, but certainly, uh, you know, I could see how how you know that could uh, be presented as an issue. So yeah. certainly, uh, we wish you the best in that. And sure. you know, uh, what has been the most rewarding part? You know, I know we talked about some of the challenges to getting in office, but certainly there has to be some positive things to to this process. And what are you looking forward to most? And what has been uh, the biggest, I guess, blessing, if you will, in in sure. deciding to run? Well, I think getting out and meeting people, I've been to several uh, community functions. I've been to a few uh, meet and greet sessions, which is great. You get to meet people uh, from the community that you don't ordinarily get to meet. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that been exciting. Uh, I have eight grandchildren. Wow, uh, cool. Seven of them are big enough to under, kind of understand <laughs> what's going on. So, right, right. So uh, they're excited. Uh and uh, I told them tonight I was coming to do a TV show, so they're, <laughs> they're excited to see this podcast. Well, that's good. Well, you know, I we're glad to be part of it. Certainly, we want to uh, do anything we can to support community-minded people, and uh, we certainly wish you the best. And, you know, uh, if you haven't talked to a corner in a long time, hopefully you have kind of uh, learned a little bit about it and... Uh, I would be remiss if we didn't ask, you know, we talked a lot about what you have upcoming, but what, uh, I'm sure people are curious, what has been one of the hardest things you've encountered on the job itself? Well, it's and difficult I know that's to hard. say. It's yeah. difficult to say. There's been so many, but I can, 
I can one comes to mind always for me. Um, I had a case in in Memphis where there was a, a fire and there were several victims. In fact, when wow. I got on the scene, there were seven deceased individuals on the scene. Wow! And there were three additional individuals that that went to the hospital and were pronounced deceased there. Wow. So, a case with ten fatalities. Uh, at one time is is difficult. Wow, very difficult, and and some of those were children. So it it made it really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know there there were fire personnel there, and I know that it affected them as well. Goodness, uh, it's something I thought about for a long time, and uh, and I, it's one I will never forget. Yeah, wow, goodness. Well, I, I'll say that uh, we've always supported our first responders for that reason. You know, we're just kind of clueless on the. Uh, the things that uh, people like you and first responders mm-hmm. and, and EMTs and paramedics, people who are just in the field. And, you know, there's no way to know unless you're in that type of job. So certainly thankful uh, for what you guys do. And, and Greg, regardless of, of how this turns out, certainly we wish you the best of luck here Thank at you. the Juneteel Podcast. We appreciate you allowing us just to be part of it and, uh, you know, uh, allowing you to tell a little bit of your story. We're, we're hopeful that this impacts somebody. And mm-hmm. if you learn something tonight and you, you really enjoy and you like uh, the vision that Greg is casting as far as the coroner's office uh, is concerned, you know what to do when it comes election time. Uh, so again, uh, remember the name Greg Shea uh, for the Crittenden County Coroner's Office. And when is the election date? So I, I know that I live in Crawfordsville, so that's why I can talk to so many people because right. a lot of this is is out of my uh, jurisdiction. But tell us a little bit about uh, when that date is and then when is early voting. Right. November 8th is the actual day of election. Uh, early voting starts the 24th of October, I believe, which is Monday, uh, awesome. if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, I encourage everyone to get out and vote. Um, you know, just, I mean, we, we all need to be part of this process. It's, uh, nothing's going to change if, if we don't get involved. That's exactly right. They always say nothing changes if nothing changes. Exactly. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. you can expect the status quo if uh, you're not willing to do anything about it. That's exactly right. But Greg, any final thoughts uh, before we end tonight? Anything specifically you wanted to say in closing? You know, I I really I think that we've covered about everything. Uh, you know, I'm a family man. I, I love my family. Uh, I love my community. That's awesome. And I want to do. You know, I want to use my experience to uh, help this community move forward. That's awesome. Well, we certainly appreciate uh, your time that you've put into this. I know it's not only time, but it's resources. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a lot that goes into it. So we certainly commend you for doing that. And come voting time, Greg, we certainly wish you the best. So Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great talking to you. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, we hope that you learned something from this. Thank you for tuning in to the Junto Podcast, and we'll see you next time. God bless.